Hi, those Happy Places listeners. Before we get to the episode, we wanted to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Welcome to Theme Parks 100, a summer school series all about the basics of theme parks from your friends at those happy places. Class is now in session. I'm Alice White. And I'm Buddy Duquesne. And Alice, I am excited for this grand new mini-series that we've been planning for quite some time. Yes, I'm absolutely thrilled. We've been talking about making this series for, it feels like years and I'm absolutely thrilled that it's finally time to, to lay down these episodes and get started. Yeah, and before we get started on this episode and really jump into today's topic, we should probably do a little bit of explaining. I mean, what exactly are we trying to achieve with Theme Parks 100, a new summer school series? What, what is going on here? That's a great question, buddy. I think what we're trying to accomplish with this summer school series is a true return to basics. I think that there are lots of concepts that we talk about on our podcast that we haven't quite examined thoroughly yet. Concepts that I think sometimes we take for granted that we and everyone else just knows the answer to. Yeah, I mean, like things that are so very basic to our understanding of speaking about theme parks as literature, words like theme park and literature and (laughs) analysis and things like that. Like how what do these words even mean? Where do they come from? Why do we use these terms in the first place? We never really stopped to ask those questions. We just kind of jumped in way back in 2018 with episode one talking about the Haunted Mansion and what we thought about it without ever like laying the groundwork. And it's been four years, Alice, and we've I can't been doing believe... this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe, first of all, that it's been four years. That's absolutely wild. Um, yeah. I'm I'm so proud of what we've done and what we've uh, accomplished with this show and the episodes we've made. Um, and I think this is a really good chance for us to like truly return to the um, absolute basic concepts. Uh, we are, of course, starting uh, with the most basic term. Uh, that we use constantly in every single episode, which is, of course, the term theme park. What is a theme park? What a great question. (laughs) That's a really good question, actually, because (laughs) there are lots of things that are like theme parks. uh, And theme parks are like a lot of things. But theme parks are a distinct category, I would say. Uh, And when we're speaking about uh, theme parks as a category, as an art form, as a medium through which art can exist, through which people can experience art and stories, I don't think we've ever stopped to be like, okay, but this is exactly what a theme park is. You know, we we have talked a lot about other kinds of themed entertainment on the podcast, and we have grappled with whether or not things like immersive theater is a theme park or 
theme parks are a form of immersive theater, but we've never sat down and been like, okay, what is a theme park first and foremost? Yeah, I we can't can name think- some theme parks. <laughs> we can name lots of theme parks. Uh, yeah. I can't think of a better place to start. We say it in every single pitch for this podcast. We say it every time we describe the podcast. This podcast is the podcast that treats theme parks, rides, and attractions as literature. And we say it every single time, and we never talk about it. What is a theme park? Okay, so we're going to break this into two sections here uh kind of kind of like um lyle landley in that episode of the simpsons where he sold springfield a monorail right so mono means one and rail means rail and and we're done right so theme (laughs) means theme and park means park but what is a park let's start there because i think (laughs) park is is maybe the most interesting uh part of the term right like right what is a park What does a park mean? And then we can start building off of different kinds of parks because there's also the question of amusement parks and how theme parks are separate from that. Uh, And that's worth discussing maybe once we understand what a park is in the first place. So what is a park, Alice? So what is a park? There are a few different definitions of park I'm not going to do a uh, according to the dictionary sort of <laughs> thing. But when we looked up park, when I decided to ask the internet, what is a park? Um, a couple of uh, things came up over and over again. Um, and my my favorite short definition of a park is um, a space that is set aside for enjoyment and recreation. Um, specifically, uh depending on who's answering the question it could be a large public green area in a town or uh, an area devoted to a specific purpose but i like the use of the phrase recreation here uh in in my favorite version of the definition um human enjoyment and recreation is how wikipedia phrase it phrases it um which I think is um, kind of a good way to encompass all kinds of parks because like the playground across the street from your house is a park. Um, Disneyland is a park. Yosemite National Park is also a park. (laughs) It is a park. It's right there in the name. Right. And so (laughs) all of these things vastly different in scale and size and what they're used for. But at the core of it, What a park seems to be is a specific place that is set aside for enjoyment and recreation. This is designated land specifically for having fun. Yeah, and I think I think that's a great place to begin when talking about theme parks, because that is the sort of definition that we're usually operating on. When we're talking about theme parks, these are resorts often that are set aside for leisure, recreation, vacation. You travel to them. They are fun places to be. You're supposed to enjoy yourself. These are not places set aside for uh, pure industry. These are not places set aside for, um, I don't know, like mundanity. Uh, This is not your everyday sort of a place. Uh, Theme parks are also different from other kinds of parks in that they are not public, nor are they publicly owned, or at least 
the examples that we can think of aren't right. So, right. so there's a certain sort of like line that gets drawn there where we kind of draw a fence around an area and you need to buy a ticket to enter, which is different than say a public park, but they have similar purposes and the word park being common between them, I think is kind of actually key to what a theme park is that area set aside. And I think it's also important to talk about it in terms of land um, and land use, because that's something that we haven't really talked about a lot either, is that like there are themed environments, uh, themed entertainment areas that differ from theme parks, I think, in scale, where like a theme park has to be big in some way. There's a there's a point at which a themed environment becomes a themed park. And I think it's when it gets big enough to call it a park. <laughs> I wonder if it's when it becomes big enough to put a fence around it. Do you huh. think the presence of like a gate or like a like a, a wall is what makes it a theme park and not just a space that is themed? I don't know if a gate or a ticket price is necessary for a theme park to be a theme park. I think for a theme park to be a business that thrives, it might need a gate and a fence. Um, but I don't know if that's what makes a theme park a theme park. Uh, we'll get into what the word theme means momentarily here. Um, but you could put a fence around anything. That doesn't make it more of a theme park than anything else. You know what I mean? I I don't disagree, but I think the I think there's a certain implication to the phrase theme park that implies like I whether or not it costs anything to enter, it, to me it implies like a closed area, like a closed space. It takes up this much acreage, it takes up this much space and that is a theme park. Whereas you were if you were like this is a themed environment, you might expect areas of the outside world to kind of bleed into it. Um, but to me, uh, there is an implication to to the word theme park that implies a a space that is contained within itself. I think that's that's really solid. And I think that part of what makes theme parks uh, like good at what they do is that division between outside space and itself. Uh, and the very the, the very effective theme parks can make you forget about the outside world just a little bit, right? Um, right. They they draw you into the environment. I think there's also something about like like semi naturalness that's going on with theme parks that reminds me of other parks as well. Uh, the kind of planting of trees and foliage and flowers. Uh, water features, fountains, rock work, uh, things that are like faux natural or that are um, kind of meant to inspire feelings of nature without being 100% natural. This is where maybe a national park might uh, be like, wait a minute, I am a natural area. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, in the in the case of a theme park, though, it is constructed, right? And in the case of major national parks like Yosemite, for example, there are constructed areas from which you are to uh, you are meant to experience the nature 
that I think also qualify here. So there's like a, a naturalness and an openness as well as an enclosedness, if that makes any sense. Right. And uh, you you don't just have free reign over a nat- uh, over a national park, right? You, right? There are roads to drive on, there are campsites to hang out on, there are, you know, and 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 a certain amount of of openness that you can and should experience everybody should go to more national parks but a certain amount of like yeah constructedness yeah and but i think like the difference between a theme park and like a themed bar is the parkness of it all right uh so it's a little bit more pastoral a little bit more outdoors like you might go indoors for some parts of your experience at a theme park, but theme parks are mostly outdoor experiences in my recollection and in my experience. There's there's something about being outside between attractions and some attractions even being outside that for me make it more of a park than, say, for example, something that exists entirely indoors, even if it had the same attractions. The outsideness of it all is kind of part of what makes a theme park a theme park. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we've kind of actually nailed down a park. It's an area that is set aside for human enjoyment and recreation. It's got some nature. It's also somewhat constructed. It is purposefully designed to be enjoyable while also also evoking a little bit of wilderness, maybe just a little like there are trees here, Um, (laughs) but it is not indeed a natural area or a naturally occurring area. Uh, There is something about it that humankind has exerted its will upon. Uh, So that's a park. We've got park. What is theme? What is theme? (laughs) What a good question. (laughs) Theme is is big and theme is difficult. And honestly, I feel like theme is going to be a lot more difficult to nail down than park. Uh, because there are other kinds of parks that, like we said, approach theme park, but that are not theme parks under definitions that we often use. Right. If I were to try to define the word theme uh, within the context of theme park, not not theme in general, but theme in this particular usage to me means like a collection of ideas and symbolism that evoke a very particular feeling um, or convey a very specific narrative. So to, to theme something or to have a theme park is to give that thing or that park a very specific set of symbols and ideas and, and dare I say, vibes um, <laughs> that... Uh, that give it like a purpose or a story or a like a like a like a reason. Yeah, the like theme a, is the reason for it being. There's a there's a conceptual unity to a theme park, or at least a conceptual. Uh, I don't know, like like vibe. I, I guess if we we dare <laughs> we say vibe, there is an idea that it has been designed around themes and that themes unify either the entire park or areas of the park Um, and that those themes can range from things like 
genres or even individual intellectual properties uh, to things just like moods um, or, you know, uh, kinds of attractions collected together. Uh, There's got to be some kind of unifying design that drags it all together, a, a sort of gravity. The theme is like the gravity of the thing. Um, and I think that's that's a good place to start because, Alice, it's time to talk about the other kind of park that we also find ourselves speaking on quite often when we talk about theme parks. And that is amusement parks. And that is the subtitle of this episode. Uh, right. we, we say that theme parks are more than amusements so what is an amusement park in that case and that is the question isn't it (laughs) the difference between a theme park and an amusement park may to some people seem completely arbitrary Um, to be fair it might be it might be (laughs) it might actually yeah be completely arbitrary um it might just be a thing that theme park people talk about or a way to feel superior over other parks (laughs) i would Um, say that 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 value judgment is totally unfair i completely agree different and equally valid things right there is a a time and a place for all things Uh, (laughs) some people prefer what you would call a theme park and some people prefer what you might call an amusement park to me an amusement park is a a collection of amusements in a park wow <laughs> and so i think all theme parks are amusement parks but maybe not all amusement parks are theme parks Ooh, that's oh, that's a spicy take it's, i don't know if i agree with that i think um, th- that a that an amusement park is a place and a park even with a collection of things to amuse um rides attractions shows uh, some combination of all of the above all in one place usually food yeah yeah. (laughs) and that a theme park is that but themed okay so so you would say that that a, a an amusement park and a theme park are very similar in what they contain it is about presentation more than anything else that separates them to me that's what I think. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I, I think that there are things that you might find at a theme park that an amusement park might not concern itself with and that an amusement park must contain only amusements. And while it might contain some themes to contextualize those amusements, that it can also have things that a theme park might not bother itself with as well. I think there, there there might be a little bit more exclusivity to these categories than um, theme parks being a circle within the <laughs> circle that is the Venn diagram of amusement parks. But but let let me let me take it back to amusement parks. You said a collection of amusements, and then you rattled off a couple of things, right? Uh, rides, games, attractions, food, shows. These things are all designed for exactly what a park is designed for as well, right? Human leisure, recreation, and enjoyment. What makes an amusement park different from a park? What are the things about it that elevate it above a standard park and make it about amusement? Scale, maybe? Um, 
like your your playground across the street doesn't have a roller coaster in it. Not yet. I mean, that know? would be extremely cool. I'm going to I'm going to run for city council. We're going to make this thing happen. That would be that would be extremely cool. I know. Uh, I think it's I think it's a matter of scale and possibly I might return again to like a fence around it and a ticket price or huh. or no ticket price. But the rides cost, you know, like I, I don't think you it needs to be a place where you pay money to be amused necessarily. Um, like there might be some free amusement parks out there that I don't know of, but, um, in my experience of theme parks and amusement parks, um, uh, you, you pay to enter them or you pay to experience some part of them. And so it's not just around to enjoy you. There's a, a fence around it and admission price or, or if it's open, like uh, in the case of like, a like a, a pier, for example, like a Santa Monica pier is you could almost call it an, an amusement park. Uh, you have to pay to ride each ride, right? There's no entry fee to get onto the pier, but you have to ride, pay to ride each ride. Hmm. Um, so like if you want to call the Santa Monica pier an amusement park, it's there is some level of like transaction there. Right. Um, and that might not be the actual definition of an amusement park, but that is an implication to me. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't disagree that in general it is about the scale and the fact that attractions are meant to draw you in and are business propositions above all else right like right. there's something about that that ability to make money off of an attraction that i think makes an amusement park an amusement park it's the collection of things that will draw you in that will unfortunately or maybe fortunately because it is a cool art form extract dollars from you <laughs> in order to maintain its own existence right so like that that is something alice i'm gonna hit you with a hypothetical okay you and i grew up in and around long beach california mm -hmm. and we've spoken at length about long beach california on this podcast in long beach california there is a former amusement park the pike at long beach Right. The Pike at Long Beach no longer exists as an amusement park, though it does exist in several vestigial ways in the city of Long Beach. Uh, several uh, icons of the Pike are still around. Uh, it mostly now exists as a shopping center, uh, which I would argue, and you can correct me on this if you'd like, but... I would argue could be called a park under our current definition, a space <laughs> set aside for human leisure and recreation and enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's a shopping center, there's restaurants, uh, there's all sorts of stuff to do. It's very close to the convention center as well. Uh, beautiful ocean views, walking paths, bike rentals, very fun area. There is, at the Pike, currently a Ferris wheel, a large-scale ticketed experience around which there is a fence. <laughs> <laughs> Just is, the Ferris wheel is the only part with the fence. It is fenced off, though, because you need to pay to go to the boarding area of the Ferris wheel, and you don't want to get too close to a Ferris wheel anyways. Right. Okay. It's, a, it's a safety thing at that point. Right. Is the Pike at Long Beach currently 
in the year of 2022 an amusement park? No. Why not? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We did it. I know it when I see it. No, okay. So I think probably for a couple of reasons. Um, The first is, is that I'm going to stand by uh, the fence thing again. The pike is open to the public. You can just walk to the pike if you want to. If you live down the street, you can just wander in and enjoy the pike. Um, You have to pay to ride the Ferris wheel. Um, but you don't have to pay to enjoy the environment, the the, the almost themed environment, because that's okay. what it is. It's not a really a themed space anymore, um, and it's not really full of what people might call amusements. It's got a Ferris wheel, um, and it has some pretty things to look at. Um, I would not call anything else that's in there amusements. There's no other rides there's no shows there's no walk around characters there's no themed or or otherwise there's no food you can get just there and nowhere else like it's not an amusement park or a theme park it is a shopping mall with a ferris wheel (laughs) (laughs) and it's a mall with a ferris wheel and like ferris wheel and like I'm pretty sure there's a bubba gump down there now and there's a bubba gump shrimp which is very theme parky in its own way um, uh, theme parks tend to attract bubblegum shrimps. It's it's um, true. Um, it's a yeah, symbiote I think circle. One, what affects one, at, one affects the other. There's one at every Universal City Walk. Um, <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, theme, themed space. And like, yeah, like you said, the vestigial like remains of what used to be a theme park there. There's the... the there's a, a new bridge that is shaped like a roller coaster that's supposed to remind you of the old roller coaster that used to be there. Um, there's... Uh, you know, there's an arcade down there somewhere um, that's ocean themed. Um, they've got like seashells and stuff on the and ceiling. And there is a and- carousel next to that arcade. Mm-hmm. And that well, is also that, that is yeah. also ocean themed. And there's yeah. an aquarium down there. Like it's it's it is an absolutely beautiful part of town. Huge fan of Long Beach. Um, it is not the the downtown Long Beach area is not. <laughs> It's not an amusement park because at some point, if you want to if you want to try and get all of the what might be considered attractions down there into your it's just the whole downtown area. It's not an amusement park. It's a downtown. Interesting. Okay, yeah. So so I for the record, I presented you with this uh, this hypothetical because I agree with your take and I (laughs) did somewhat know what your take was going to be ahead of time. Uh, But. I do think it's interesting that attractions can exist somewhat concentrated, though disparately in an area, uh, and yet they do not constitute an amusement park. They can even be unified around certain themes, like the ocean itself, right, in the case of the Pike at Long Beach, or like old-timey amusement peers of which there are still a few but dwindling in number right Mm -hmm. that's kind of a theme as well of the pike and its surrounding area but these things are not an amusement park and i think there's a, a collectiveness that needs to exist a kind of critical mass more than a fence and a admission price which I will agree with you is like what we most normally see and might expect. I think what matters the most is that they're concentrated together and that they are separate from, say, a downtown area. 
They can have shopping and retail and food, but that can't be all there is, and it can't be what's mostly there. Because I think a lot of a lot of theme parks have, or a lot of amusement parks as well, have a lot of shopping and food like a mall might, but they don't have one attraction like the Pike does. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's a critical mass thing. You need to get attractions together in order to create an amusement park. And now I'm going to throw something just absolutely buck wild, like counter example at you. Yeah. Um, the Mall of America. Okay. Is a shopping center. And it has an amusement park inside of it, inside right. of the shopping yeah. center. It is uh, Nickelodeon themed, right? It is. And I don't know if I would call it a theme park um, because the scale still seems to be lacking. But It's also completely indoors. And I think outdoorsiness is part of it. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like a theme park. It feels like an amusement park. Again, just vibes. Um, <laughs> And but it, it they but all of the rides are are named after various Nickelodeon cartoons from mostly our childhood. Um, <laughs> and there's a sense of like nostalgia and there's a couple of rides and a couple of shops and, a you know, in a restaurant. And but it's all it's all indoors and it's contained within a shopping center. It's it's in the world's largest mall. Yeah. Um. So, you know, just just as a strange example of of uh, how these definitions can be twisted. Yeah, I, I agree with you, though. That it's 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 a scale thing for sure. It's it's an indoors thing. I hesitate to call anything that's within another thing a park. I don't know, though, because like. Central Park is within New York City, so maybe okay. Uh, but like this, this doesn't feel like a park. This feels like a an attraction collection featuring Mall of America. You know what I mean? Like there's some, there's definitely a better word than amusement park for that. Um, and I'm sure the the you know designers and and creators and and artists behind uh, this Nickelodeon theme park in. Uh, the Mall of America would be like, well, it, it is a theme park. Look, there's a theme. And yeah. so that that kind of does bring us to, okay, so how do we go from amusement park to theme park? And we already touched on this a little bit. It's the addition of unifying themes, ideas, and an intent of spatial storytelling. I think that differentiates between an environment and a themed environment, right? It's that intentional constructed uh design of either story or mood or dare i say vibes uh <laughs> that kind of elevate something from an area set aside to amuse or set aside for leisure or set aside for recreation to a place that is themed right there are themed bars and restaurants and you could put a theme on almost anything there could be a a, a parking garage with a theme you could you know you could slap the uh, like a a concept onto almost any ex experience and call it a themed experience right yeah there are uh, themed hotels and there oh, yeah. are hotels that have differently themed rooms within the hotel. Uh, I'm thinking of places like the Madonna Inn in San Luis Obispo, California. It's this 
very cool sprawling complex of hotel rooms and cabins and stuff like that that all have different themes some are medieval one is themed to a cave one has a theme that is glitter and it's just like the glitteriest room you've ever seen in your life and you can (laughs) sleep in it um and that's very cool these places have themes because they are constructed to have particular unifying ideas aesthetics moods, vibes, or even narrative connections. That's what a theme is. So what makes a amusement park kind of transform, metamorphose, perhaps evolve Pokemon style (laughs) into a theme park? Well, that would be by making sure that the amusements and attractions within them have these things, unifying aesthetics, tones, and stories and that's part of what drags us as scholars of theme parks as literature into this conversation right exactly we could talk all day and we've said this before if this was just a a parks podcast if this was just a a general amusement park podcast it would be more of a uh, of a review show it could be a um it could be you know, oh, we went to an amusement park today, and this is what I think of this new roller coaster. And that would be a perfectly fine show. But we are not a theme parks podcast without the existence of themes and theming in those parks. We do not get to talk about them as literature unless there is a story being told. And that's the story is being told with the symbolism and the um, ideas and the dare I say vibes of, of <laughs> these dare. of these theme parks the 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 difference is a um is a story to be told or a um like a experience to be lived rather than just enjoyed yeah uh, so it's the difference between for example a roller coaster that is exactly the track of say your space mountain or your big thunder mountain like you could take these exact tracks and just kind of put them somewhere and you could still ride them and have a good time devoid of any theming rock work or big building in the dark but by putting them in these themed areas building a fake mining town and fake mountains and tunnels for the train to run through or building a big building in the dark that you can have your roller coaster inside of you take these experiences from amusements to themed coasters right i was gonna say plus music don't forget the music oh i would never uh you know the addition of lights and animatronics and music and projections and other effects make these things that are Normally, just kinetic experiences, Uh, you know, you get on a car that gains uh, kinetic or potential energy by going up a hill and then releases that energy by going down a hill. You change these kinetic experiences, which are good and valid on their own, into, if not narrative experiences, because I would hesitate to call, for example, Space Mountain a narrative experience, at least at Disneyland, right? If not narrative experiences, you take them into themed experiences, experiences that are unified around, dare we say, 
vibes, <laughs> but also aesthetics. The cars are all rockets. Uh, there are star fields projected onto the walls of your dark building. There's music that evokes space exploration and the thrills thereof, right? Mm -hmm. like, Absolutely. So, so the difference between an amusement and a theme is about that constructed look and feel and that experience that for us makes it worth discussing just a little bit more. Uh, digging just a little bit deeper to get to the core of the meaning of the thing. Yeah. So I hope that helps. <laughs> <laughs> we really, we really uh, got lost in the weeds there for a minute, didn't we? Uh, but, <laughs> I think, but I yeah. think there's a little bit of clarity that we have provided by breaking it down into its two component parts, theme and park, uh, and then kind of mashing them up. Uh, and, you know, then also kind of being clear about the lines between theme parks and non-theme parks, because I, I think that's important. Now, Alice, I, I want to apologize to amusement parks. I feel like, despite our best efforts, we got a little negative on them, and they're not. No, they're, not at they're all. They're not bad. They're not bad. We love amusement parks. I love any space that wants to create joy in people's lives. Thank you for existing. We love amusement parks. Yeah. They're not to be down on amusement parks at all. At all. There's a, a great, great place for them, especially the local ones that are just there to provide smaller towns with like uh, some some joy in a roller coaster. I just love that. There There is a difference between the amusement park and the theme park that we've explored, I think, extensively. Um, and it does not mean that the theme park is better. The level of cohesiveness is different. And not everybody needs that or wants that when they go to an amusement park. And that's totally fine. Um, yeah. that's why there are so many varieties. It's a spice of life, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we've used the term amusement park a lot, but there are things like action parks, which are maybe better suited towards thrills versus amusements. Right. And there's a difference there as well. You know, there are places that just call themselves thrill parks. Um, you know, there, there is this variety of amusement through space and through motion that is very good. I feel like with with fewer options out there, the world would be less rich. Absolutely. We just like the stuff that is themed. Yes, uh, and we because, like to talk about the stuff that is themed. Yes. A lot. <laughs> and that yes, we like themed stuff. We like storytelling. We like literature and narrative. And like that is what we are focused on. Um, and and that's why we uh, care so much about them. That's our they're, they're our favorites. But yeah. we love them. Sorry, amusement parks, if we made you feel a little uh, a little lesser. That is not the intention. <laughs> Never the intention. Well, Alice, it sounds like our first lesson of Theme Parks 100, a summer school series from Those Happy Places, has come to an end. But as your professors, it's time for us to assign you some homework. Absolutely. And your homework is to tell us what you think about the episode. We are always online. We will accept your homework submitted over the internet 
Um, <laughs> you can join us on Twitter. Uh, the show is at Happy Places Pod, and you can find us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at Alice White THP for those happy places. And I'm at Buddy underscore Duquesne. Duquesne is spelled D U Q U E S N E. And Alice, I would just like to let everybody out there know who is listening, who's planning to do this homework, that I will be grading the course on a curve. So, <laughs> you know, two or maybe three of you will be getting an A. Everybody <laughs> else is getting a C or like a C minus, probably, <laughs> because my curve is extremely harsh. Oh, no. Um, so only the best of the best of the best get an A in my course. I'm extremely unfair. Uh, if you forget a comma... Or if you use too many M dashes, that's like that's a one way ticket to C town. That's cool. that's how you get a C. Cool. Um, M dashes, <laughs> however, in my version of the course, uh, are highly encouraged, and everyone. See, that's gets- why I only type using M dashes. In fact, <laughs> I, I, I I'm working on a tweet right now that is just M dashes. <laughs> Everybody gets an A in my class. Uh, if oh. you want to tweet at me, uh, I am a very generous grader. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but tweet at us and let you know. Let us know what you think about the show, uh, and be sure to tell your friends uh, who might like the show. Uh, this series might be a good jumping-on point if they don't know a lot about theme parks or or want to learn more about the basics of theme parks, uh, and then use this series as a jumping off point onto more of those happy places episodes yeah i mean we have over 56 episodes out there for your enjoyment all of which are available right now at thosehappyplaces.com uh and we hope that you folks out there are all enjoying them and if you really enjoy them and you want to support the show please check us out at patreon.com slash those happy places we've got bonus episodes and blog posts and all sorts of fun stuff for you to enjoy over there uh recently revamped so go check it out if you haven't already uh once again that link is patreon.com slash those happy places Now, Alice, I am going to add some music to this episode. Oh, and where would you have gotten that music from? Well, I'm not sure what music I will have gotten by the time I add the music to this episode. Some of the music might come from Kevin MacLeod. Some of the music might come from the Free Music Archive. All of the information about the Creative Commons 4.0 attribution licensing and track names can be found in the show notes. And, uh, buddy, if I'm uh, not mistaken, I think I recognize this tune that's coming up behind us. Oh, yeah, I think that is the sound of Golden Gate by the California Feet Warmers featuring Phil Alvin. Thank you so much to the Feet Warmers for letting us use this track. It is one of my favorite songs ever written. Um, You can find this and other amazing tracks by the California Feet Warmers on their website, californiafeetwarmers.com. Alice, thank you so much for doing this episode with me. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. I think this is going to be a really fun series. Yeah, when you came to me with this uh, with this concept and we decided to develop something like an introductory course to talking about theme parks, it, it sounded exactly like what those happy places needed at this moment over four years into our process. We <laughs> needed to get back to basics, and I'm excited to jump forward next week. Uh, on the 14th of July when we release our next episode. Yes, so we have five episodes planned for this uh, for this series. The um, We are releasing weekly for the next five weeks. Um, 
the next episode will be out next week and it is uh it is called theme parks 102 what is an attraction or hurry 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 step right up and find out what an attraction is next week alice i will see you then see you then class dismissed <laughs>